On this episode, we review our recent trips to Walt Disney World, say farewell to Buzzy, the Cranium Command animatronic, talk possible developments at Walt Disney World, plus its news, rumors, and much, much more as we take you to every corner of property on this special holiday Saturday night edition of Resorters Radio. It all starts right now. Well, folks, back uh, with you here, Greg Davis and Mike O'Brien, your hosts for this one, Resorties Radio, back in the air. Actually, our second show of 2018. <laughs> we figured we'd squeeze one last one in before the end of the year. Uh, Mike, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing pretty well over here. Just uh, like in the uh, how long it's taken us to record yet another show. Uh, on our illustrious career of 2018. Well, you know, we're we're really going for a bunch. We we actually did two in 2017, and now this is our second for 18. So, what yeah. what once started as every <laughs> twice a month, spanned to twice a year. So here we are. Yeah, we're pretty much the you know like the uh, Bob Hopes of Diz Twitter at this point. <laughs> or telethons. So. Oh, the telethons. <laughs> Oh, Jerry's kids and uh, <laughs> Mike O'Brien and Greg Davis's kids. All right. Uh, Anyways, uh, there's been a I lot. Have kids. There's well, yeah, true. I do. Uh, th- speaking. <laughs> I was gonna say if I have kids, it's news to me. Wow. Speaking speaking of kids, <laughs> since since our last show, we've had a lot of. Uh, a lot happened in our lives. Uh, lots of different things, you know, different jobs. I mean, how many jobs have, have the two of us had since our last show? That actually would be a fun fact because I think, I, I mean, I've had a couple. I think. Yeah. Um, you, you've had more than a couple <laughs> since our last show. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm as one of my best, my co-best men say I'm quite the boxcar willy when it comes to jobs. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm a vagabond, really. And co-best man, he, you actually got married as well in the last... I did. You you gave me away. I, um, I did. <laughs> I got married to uh, my, my, well, girlfriend of seven years. Um, we are all, all but hitched. And uh, Greg uh, was uh, my best man along with my other very good friend from college, uh, Nate. Um, Nate and Mark... Uh, they actually do a a podcast. I'm going to mention on here the football fracas. Really not sure what the word fracas means, but it's a good <laughs> podcast. Yeah, uh, they do a fantasy football uh, podcast. So check that if you're in the yeah. fantasy football. It's not Disney related, obviously, but if you're in the fantasy football. Check them out. Football fracas it, on really iTunes. It really. I'm not going to lie. The quality just blows the show away. You know, <laughs> we're 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 pretty much. They're like the you know they're like the. Uh, uh, it, they're kind of like the Cadillac of sound quality while we're kind of still in the 1920s. Right, yeah. But, but uh, it's a good show. They're kind of like the Diz Unplugged uh, of uh, fantasy football podcasts. Uh, I feel like we're going to get sued for that, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. 
uh, forewarned, this is a Saturday night special show, folks. So since we only do only two a year, we're, we're pretty lazy when it comes to recording. So there's no editing in this whatsoever. So this should be a good one. Oh yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a hoot. Um, but yeah, lots of, lots has happened. Mike and I both have been to Disney World twice, I think, since our last each of us since our last uh, yeah, I know last recording. Which is crazy. Uh, Mike got married. I had uh, uh, another child. My daughter was born in September. So, yeah, just lots of lots of uh, changes since our last our last show, and and many of those changes with Walt Disney World. I mean, think about how many new major news stories broke since our last show, and all the big storylines um, from you know Toy Story Land opening to. Uh, you know, news and 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 the changes with Epcot and the new fireworks show there, and the replacement of illuminations, and you know the Tron coaster at Magic Kingdom, and on all that. So there's there's been a ton of different uh, different things that happened. I mean, the Skyliner. You know, I don't even know if the Skyliner <laughs> maybe our last show was like just in its rumor stage still. So yeah. And that's almost yeah, and gonna, that's through, almost done. After all you know? this, we're still relevant. I think that's the biggest news story. <laughs> I know. If we, we stay on Twitter, and then you know, every day we're on there and, and engage with the uh, rest of the Diz Twitter community, if you will. So uh, keeps us in the loop. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Whoever is tuned in to this show and any and all of our podcasts, uh, whether it's Radio Radio, and uh, back again. Hopefully, we can do more shows in 2019. But let's dive into this one, Mike, and... Oh, wait, before we dive in the show, Greg, well, what else is this in your life? In my life? I think there was, there was pretty much the, uh, a, a little bundle of joy that changed in your life. Oh, yeah, I, since, I mentioned uh, that. Yeah I, me- yeah, I mentioned that. We had... My my, my wife had our daughter uh, in September. I did it? Did you? Yeah. Oh, well. yeah. Sorry about that, folks. My, my goal of this show is at 1 o'clock in the morning to stay awake. Uh, I'm currently dog-sitting my uncle and aunt's dog, and it is... Awfully com- com- uh, comfy in front of the fire with a uh, 92-pound, you know, or big, big black lab on your feet, keeping you nice and warm. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, let's dive into this one. Let's start it out with the traditional <laughs> Disney did you know. Oh, yeah. Shall we? Go for it. All right. Yep. So this is an interesting one, Mike. Disney, did you know that the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, if they wanted to, actually could go nuclear? That's right. They could actually build a nuclear power plant on Disney World property if they chose so. Uh, During the 60s, while land was being bought up to make uh, space for what would eventually be known as Epcot, Walt Disney uh, lobbied the state of Florida at the time for uh, 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 the ability to govern his own city because Epcot again was supposed to be a city of around 20,000 people, businesses, homes, everything else. Part of that was they needed something to power Epcot. Never mind the, the you know, second thought kind of rinky dink theme park that would be the Magic Kingdom. Uh, it was all about Epcot at that time. So as part of this, Florida ended up. Passing, uh, you know, through through the Florida uh, state legislature, that in fact uh, Epcot, the city, um, because it needed to 
really govern itself and from a city plan standpoint. And uh, at the time where it was located, there wasn't anything there. They uh, allowed what was uh, then, you know, Brady Creek Improvement District to have the ability to create a power plant of their choice, including nuclear, in fact. Um, as you probably or may know, there isn't a nuclear power plant at Walt Disney World Resort. There is a, uh, in fact, a, a, a electric power plant, which I th- believe is natural gas fired, uh, powered currently, uh, on property. But um, for you know for electricity. But if they wanted to, they they could build a nuclear power plant. So just just kind of an interesting tidbit, uh, and really one of those pieces of a factoid about Disney World that really makes you like stop and just think about how big of a place it is. Like this place could have its own freaking nuclear power plant. Like it's just, nuts. It's just nuts. Like um so anyway, that is uh, today's Disney Disney know. I mean, it's probably pretty much the easiest way for uh Mr. Iger to continue its his uh uh knockdown of Epcot, just one big Chernobyl and it's over. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Can you ima- that would be horrible, but could you just imagine that story? <laughs> like No, I couldn't. Chern Chernob Disney World is just Chernobyl. Well, I mean that's like, that's definitely part of the reason why I'm sh- I'm sure they never Well yeah, that's that, they right. never did and it with I, just the safety of it, right? Like the, you know, and I mean, if it's something, right. God forbid, were to ever happen, like, you know. When I go out for like my, my, I do a little bit of confined space rescue. When I go out to these power plants, nuclear power plants, they're set so far back from right um, the road and, and <clears throat> stuff like that. Um, well, I guess the one around Waterford is pretty populated. But the point is, is like, th- that's the reason why... Um, uh, this, it's just it's just silly. It's, but it's all going to go solar in the next couple of years. I think gas lines will... I don't know. Just, I think Disney will just go all solar. Well, Wait, that new solar... I don't know if you saw it when you were down there. Yep. Uh, the, the solar farm is ridiculous. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's crazy. And they actually... What was it? Like a, a couple... Or was it a month or two ago? They actually... Um, they said they were gonna they were gonna going to uh, to add I think like three more solar farms on property or, or maybe rather it was a solar farm big enough to power three of the four theme parks at once or something like something crazy like that um, something ridiculously huge like that so kind of cool ridiculous if you just think about that like yeah one of those farms powering the Magic Kingdom oh yeah yeah. Just by sunshine, but I mean, you know, they have enough of it. Obviously, that's the sunshine state, right? So, uh, <laughs> why, why not take advantage? Uh, anyways, getting back on track here. Um, that was tonight's Dizzy. Did you know? Let's hit up. Uh, so obviously, uh, Mike, you and I both have been to Disney World a few times since our last show. Um, seen a lot of the developments that have taken place, you know, Skyliner, obviously, you and I have both, you know, seen the kind of transformation mm-hmm. of what that's going to, going to be, which is really interesting. Hollywood Studios, which is, 
really gone through a, a, a you know some major changes, new parking, uh, ent- entryway, and and that all on the whole front end of it. That's quite literally the Chernobyl of Disney World right now. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a war zone out in front. Chernobyl. Yeah, it's it really is. Yeah, you know, the World War One battlefield looked better than that right now. I think like, I think the biggest thing that struck me. Um, so I just got back from we're we're t- taping this show, December twenty ninth, uh, twenty eighteen. I went. Uh, I was down there two weeks ago, basically. Uh, the crowds were insane. I mean, I know it's December. I know it's Christmas. Everyone says, "Oh, you know," it's Christmas. but this is like the you know first week or two of December. It was n- nuts. Like nuts, like you, you couldn't even, you couldn't go anywhere, you couldn't walk anywhere, you couldn't get anywhere easily, you know, it was, uh, uh, it was crazy, um, oh, and the, cra- the crowds just seemed to get, be getting worse and worse, and I know it's December, but even when I was down there in, in, uh, in May, it was the same thing, um, there's no slow season anymore, it's just, uh, it's, it's crazy, man. There's not, and I mean, we went down the first weekend of uh, October, which, or, yeah, which happened to be Columbus Day weekend, but the crowds were ridiculous, and even if I go back to when we went in the end of January, early February, same thing, like, the crowds were just, they were crazy, I think we had, like, one day when we were able to, like, get in there early, and, like, it felt like nobody was there, there really wasn't a lot of people there. Yeah for like two hours and then all of a sudden it was like you know back to normal crowd capacity it was nuts right yeah I mean, which it um going off this we did have a cool little discussion on twitter today uh with i think it was hold on let me bring it up real quick because it actually um hold on do 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 it was with uh, a couple people. There was we were talking with. It kind of started with um, uh, Magic MN. Uh, that's at Jody Wish MN, and she kind of started talking about how she was kind of sick with talking about Star Wars and all that stuff. Yeah, and then she kind of went on to talk about something that Jim Hill and Lentessa talked about the an expansion of two additional lanes under the water bridge. Yes, um, yeah, on World Drive. Which, right. It, this is all just kind of kind of going into it all, but. Um, I forgot what my original point was again. Wonderful. Oh, about the crowds. Um, about the the crowds in the uh, in the parks. Oh my lord! Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was in a discussion with uh, our buddy at WD. Oh Retro, uh, yes, Howard Bauer uh, at Go Away Green. Yes, Imagine Nerding and Horizons One. Pretty much the feeling how the capacity is nuts. Right. And how kind of, I think, like, Go Away Green, uh, Mr. Bowser, he has, like, three things that he put put up there during our, our conversation. And one of them was, like, to eliminate the AP program um, or start, like, capping. And, and I replied with resort years i said honestly uh no way to keep up with the crowds they created they they would have to expand to the far north of the property uh they have to start capping crowds it's pretty much like a games game of thrones right now yeah um which <laughs> great great we can talk about the other thing later um in the show if we get to it about 
improvements. Maybe we can kind of touch on that at some point, but, um, but it, it pretty much is. I mean, like, no, it's, it's, you know, it's, it, it's true. How Bowers, you know, uh, said that on Twitter, he's from the retro WW podcast, which is a great show, by the way, if you don't listen to it, I was just recommended to you, Mike, to, to check them out. Awesome. Awesome podcast. Definitely check it out. But, um, but when he, he was proposing, yeah, like cutting back the annual pass program. I, 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 they got to do something to either create AP blackouts or Florida resident blackouts on, on more, maybe more dates. I, I don't know what, what it is, but they have to do something to cap capacity. Now, why do they not need to now? Because people are still coming in droves and they're still paying the exorbitant prices for the tickets. And until that changes, until people stop coming, nothing is going to change. Nothing. The Magic Kingdom is still going to be the same Magic Kingdom it is. There's still going to be trash in the bathrooms. There's still, I mean, this last trip down there, granted, when you have more people, right, and less cast to take care of the people and clean up after the people and do all the things you serve the the guests, you end up with with a half baked kind of half assed experience because uh, that's what they created with all this, right? So it, it, it's not like it used to be where you know you're going to get later days and everything. No, like the, now it's just like full on. Tons of you know hordes of people all year round, um, and they I don't think really they can keep up with it. Um, it it's just I don't know. It's not a great recipe for success. I hate to start the show off on a well, I mean, on a bad on a sour note, yeah, but I mean, they're not going to stop putting hotels up either. I mean, there's more plans for well, more hotels. Well, that's just it. Uh, it. We you know we just saw the plans obviously in in the news about the the cove. That's going in uh, by the Swan and Dolphin. That's the new hotel that'll be kind of on the corner there of late of uh, uh, Buena Vista Drive and World Drive. Um, yeah, you'll have that. You'll have the Star Wars Hotel, which will be small, obviously, but you'll have that, and you'll have this new uh, Disney Reflections Hotel on Bay Lake. That's going to be between kind of the on the old side of River Country between Fort Wilderness. And Wilderness Lodge, essentially. Yeah, let's not talk about that. You know, because it pisses me off. I, I, I am a, I am that person that likes to take pictures of the old river country. Through the fence, you know, legally, you know, I don't go over the fence. Um, but, I mean, like, I love, I love river country. Like, first time when, when I was a kid, there's pictures of me that my mom found, like, friggin' a day at river country. Like, that was... Like, like 1990. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I understand, obviously, brain eating amoeba, alligators, all that other crap. That whoever knows why they really shut it down. But if they put a hotel there, which, which is fine, I like guess just gonna it's just gonna crowd Fort Wilderness even more. So, but, I, like, I and I agree. I think I, I really think. I, I hope no, that they. I hope that they make a pool. Their pool. River Country. Yeah. I they call it River Country. Like There's talk of, I guess, that already happening, that they'll have some, you know, nods to River Country and, you know, hoop, yeah, hoop and holler. Yeah, sign, though. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah, yeah. Why don't they just sign a picture, like... Yeah. I hear you. 
know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I, if they're I, gonna bring back that hotel, then there's no reason why they shouldn't bring back the Fort Wilderness Railroad. I mean, if you look on Google, you the bed still like the rail bed's still there, and pretty much the some of the old tracks still there. Like, right? Yeah, I mean, they'd have to they'd have to redo all that, but but yeah, I mean, it would be. It'll be interesting to see what happens, or how how even you'll drive to that resort. If it'll be from Fort Wilderness over, if they'll build a road there, or to your point, uh, or from Wilderness Lodge rather. Because to your point, it is it is already tight at Fort Wilderness, you know. Um, and you go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just say it's, it's you know. You can't, there's no vehicular traffic after a certain point, right? Once you get into Fort Wilderness anyway. Yeah. So how... My question is, is, like, what, and I hate I hate to say this because we never had it, like, you even go back, like, two, three, four years ago, you never had to say to yourself, okay, well, hey, look, this is a really cool new attraction or hotel going in. Now, you know, like, and that's that's that was it. Like, you know they didn't change much else now it's kind of like well what's the domino effect of them putting a hotel at fort wilderness like if they're going to cram let's say another five thousand people in that hotel like is the domino effect going to be well let's take out some more of the campsites and just build uh, another eight thousand you know room hotel in the back corner you know what i mean yeah well, I mean, this is going to be, I think, maybe a combination, or 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 maybe mostly DVC, if not all. So, it's guaranteed money for Disney, right? They can resell them as hotel rooms if they want, but they know they're going to have that. They know they're going to have the income there. So, so that's coming to property, and then don't forget also down at Caribbean Beach, you have the Riviera Resort, Disney's Riviera Resort, which is also a DVC uh, uh, resort property that's uh opening soon um that'll be really cool rooftop you know uh, uh restaurant bar kind of thing up there with a nice fireworks viewing area yeah and then right down yeah. the street at coronado obviously the grand uh the grand destino tower at coronado springs which will be another you know area where they can have rooftop dining and stuff to see you know all of I think at least fireworks from from the, much. from Epcot, yeah, if that's, not that's also where the we kingdom. Stayed, uh, for our honeymoon trip. Yep, I stayed there too. My in the spring I, for a, a couple of nights. Um, the bars, the the middle middle of the lake bars, really coming along. Yeah, the Lago Dorado uh, yeah. there. That's going to be cool. I think it's called if, like the Oasis or something like that. They're going to build like up. That, yeah. yeah. If they took a bulldozer that whole resort, I'd be fine with it. Along with every conventioner that is in there, Ugh, yeah, I know. It's, it, I'm sorry, but it's really you know, set up for a like, convention traffic, and and it's so spread out too. Is my only, we, yeah. Is my only, is my only, you know, that's my knock on it. Is it's so spread out? It's not. No, when we went there, you know, I understood that there was conventions there, but I really didn't know the layout. It was just kind of a, you know, we were going for our honeymoon. So when we got there, excuse me, um, it was like 10 in the morning. We went there, we, we went, put our shit down, ooh, our stuff down, and wanted to get something to eat. And we ended up taking a quick nap, and then we walked down for like lunch. And all the freaking like 
fifteen hundred or two thousand conventioners are coming out, and they're all rude. They're all trying to like sell stuff. There's some company that no one really gives a crap about. No offense, um, and it's like you can't get into that like canteen or the you can't get into the rest like the not the main restaurant, but that like little sports bar restaurant. Yeah, Rick couldn't get in there. It was it was friggin' yep like totally taken up um and you couldn't even get into the main food the main quick service restaurant there yeah the main there's it was full the pepper you market a little bar that's by the, the lake that was full wow so literally literally we had to go to the um and i complained to the managers and they were just kind of like their hands were tied which kind of sucked we ended up going into the the gift store and my lunch basically consisted of pringles i think it was like pringles two rice crispy treats and uh like a coke or something you know something very healthy um <laughs> so and and my wife tracy was the same way like that sucks it was crazy yeah no it, that, like welcome to your honeymoon like yeah that sucks i mean it the conventions i think for disney it's a weird dynamic and, it, it, and i agree it is a weird dichotomy when you mix especially in a, a situation where you're mixing someone like in your case you were there for your honeymoon with conventioneers who are there, business, you know, on business, there for a completely different reason, happens to be at Walt Disney World, but like, it's a, it's kind of a weird thing. I, I, I do agree there. Um, I luckily haven't had any experience with running into any major conventions since when I've been on a property, but, but, uh, I can see how that would suck. If they can build, if they can just keep building these DVCs, which is another topic that pisses me off, then there's no reason why they can't build a separate convention and hotel area for that and get them the hell out of the Coronado. Well, you know what's like, what's crazy is, and I mean, that's what they're saying this Grand Decino Tower was built to do is to actually increase the convention business there. Yeah, but it doesn't matter though, Greg, because... The convention space itself is still over in the main, near the main uh, lobby, which, by the way, is beautiful. It's still by the main. Room, I know all the restaurant, yeah. the quick service, the re- and the two restaurants are. The convention center is still there, so they can build this tower and get them all out of the actual Coronado like places or the actual like casita, uh, casitas, uh, casi- or the hell they're called. The actual hotel, you know, the actual like hotel pods. That's fine. That's great and dandy. But guess what? That doesn't help. That that's twenty five percent of it because the other seventy five percent uh, is you can't eat, you can't drink, you can't do anything else because at one o'clock or twice a day, these cockroaches, as I like to call them, business cockroaches, are coming out, and you know what I mean. Like they're not paying. Their their company's paying. They are not paying. No, I, I hear you. We and are. Like, and they're not there for the love of they're not there for like the love of Disney on a vacation with their family or whatever else either. That's their so it is it is an odd dichotomy. Like it is a very odd mixture of like groups of people that don't make any sense to be together. I I I agree there. Well, I mean, honestly, on I, it, I understand. Don't stay at Coronado Springs you know, though. You know, income, but I kind of thought you went to Disney World to escape reality. So I don't understand <laughs> at all that they call me that. So. They got into that business though years ago, and I think it, it's it's a huge booming business for them. There's talk of them. I I, I don't know if there's a Jim Hill rumor or wherever I heard it, but they, that potentially they would get rid of 
the convention space at um at the contemporary they have a convention they have obviously a huge convention space up there but it's so hard to to load in you know to, to a big convention or big expo it's really tough to get fit to like logistically get people and stuff to the contemporary never mind you know right what it costs or whatever else so much space like I, I know it's all wetlands 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 but they have so much space they could they could easily build a convention center and an expo center uh, freaking just bowled over the world of sports once the Braves leave I mean no offense <laughs> but, like well, I'm just I'm just saying like build a convention center an expo center a real nice one and just keep them all over there they kind of do have that and it's called the Swan and Dolphin that don't forget that too that that's a well, huge commit. So all those resorts. And, and, and yeah, it's the, it's the whole point is I'd like to see, you know where I'd like to see him. Honestly, I'd like to see him on the other side of Disney Springs. Everything's there. They can go do their little business luncheon meetings, convention centers, get wasted, do all the stuff people on business trips do and conventions do and not clog up somebody or a family paying for a vacation who can't have lunch. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. I know it sounds horrible. I, I, and, 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 and go ahead. You can, you can definitely tweet us on that. And no, I, all day on it. I, like I said, I've never, I've never run into it myself personally, but I could totally, I've been to plenty of conventions for work and been on business travel and know what the hordes of people are like when there's, you know, and I could, I can definitely see how that would suck. Like, especially when you first get to a resort and you're expecting, you know, a relaxation factor and be able to at least get food and, and drinks and that kind of stuff. And you can't because of overcrowding. But you know, I hopefully, hopefully, at least for Corner Springs, some of that's fixed when they retool and expand the place, right? Because they're going to have more, at least from a food and beverage standpoint, they'll have more uh, to offer there than they do now. For, you know for sure so hopefully that helps um but good point <laughs> anyways to get things back on track um what the hell are we talking about <laughs> i don't know i don't know this is what this saturday night special though oh it's, my god this is like way off the rails. It's, it's okay if we divert we, we have we haven't had a show since february so there's a lot to talk about well check this out <laughs> Let's go to so our lead story, kind of lead lead ish story. I wanted to t- touch on was this story in in a, a kind of like unfound story, I guess rumor. Well, it's a real story, I guess, but about uh, Buzzy the animatronic from C- Cranium Command uh, at uh, Epcot's, uh, what formerly was known as Wonders of Life Pavilion. So, um, apparently Buzzy was stolen and, uh, they don't know where it is. Uh, I guess they've, Disney has filed a, uh, uh, you know, re- report with the, uh, Orange County Sheriff's Office that, uh, the animatronic, um, at least the clothing pieces from the animatronic, and this was reported by WW News Today um, yesterday, the 28th. West 2 News also had a uh, a story on it as well. Actually, it featured Ken Story 
in that in that new story. Um, but um, uh, everyone was reporting about a week ago that this that the the animatronic was stolen from Epcot. The whole thing was taken. There were some photos posted online of of the um, I think on Twitter of the thing gone and like the cables like ripped out and and all this stuff and and uh now the story is that um in the instrument report uh, that Orange County Sheriff's office obtained and this is again on WDW news today they got the report and um in the report it claims that the just the clothing was taken from the from the animatronic so i guess his hat the bomber jacket that the animatronic wore, and on the um, story also, or the report also said the custom rubber hands of the animatronic were also taken. So kind of weird that not the whole, but the whole thing is gone. Like if you, there's pictures of it, like off its pedestal and the hydraulics and all this stuff is removed, and people were saying, well, if they took this thing, the whole thing, it had to be like an inside job or. You know, a a cargo van or a truck or something had to be able to get backstage in, uh, in the backstage area, get access to that building, go in, ch- cut it off, take you know have tools to remove it, whatever, carry it into a truck and get it out because it's heavy. It's not like a, something you could they could have thrown in a backpack and walked out of the gate with. So, uh, so that was one thing. Now this new story. Is that it's just some smaller pieces that could have been kind of thrown into a backpack, whatever, carried out, that sort of thing. So now you got to wonder, was it a guest, guest, quote unquote, you know, in the park who snuck backstage, was in there, which, you know, we know Wonders of Life Pavilion is used for the festival center, right? For all the festivals through the, you know, fruit and wine, uh not not lawn and garden. What what the hell's then the other one called? The flower and garden, um, the holiday festival, the new you know all the stuff they have. So easily you know there could have been access to that. Crazy that it wasn't more secure than it than it apparently was. But uh, the you know it, either way that the stuff is now <laughs> it's apparently missing. Disney's filed the, re- the report, so now they've. There is a mission of like, you know, because before some people are like, well, maybe somebody just took it off for some reason. They're fixing it up. Maybe it's in, you know, maybe uh, Imagineering is doing something with me. They're gonna maybe they're gonna bring Buzzy back out for D twenty three or one of these, you know, the D twenty three Expo. And it seems like that's not the case at all because there's a actual police report now saying that indeed there is items missing. So. Kind of interesting. Again, it's a really off the wall kind of story because from not so much for you, Mike. And I, you and I were talking about this before. I, I, from my perspective, I'm not so concerned with Buzzy or Cranium Command or whatever. Again, it's not coming back. They're never going to redo that. It, 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 they essentially shuttered it like they did Discovery Island or you know River Country and left it, left it to rot. Um, that's kind of what Disney does. They're not going to go back to it. And they're not going to reopen it. it. It is what it is. So, um, that part I really don't care about. What I do care about though, is the fact that a, that some, that there's 
what seems to be a, a lack of security and uh, potentially a safety issue, right? You have guests now, like, just breaking into stuff backstage. When we know Walt Disney World and Epcot, probably one of the more secure places, um, at least from a entertainment standpoint, that there is in the world, right? So... I don't know. Interesting story. What's your uh, What's your thoughts, Mike? Um. Um. The thing is, is I, I. It's just kind of funny that all the conspiracy theories are read on Twitter like that, and I'm like thinking, like, boy, this is a slow news week. But um, <laughs> I know. know the thing is, is like, well, an inside job. I mean, honestly, it was somebody who went back there and took it. I mean, yeah. Look, no offense. You go on Twitter and you go on, or you go on like uh, Facebook or or um, you, YouTube's the big one. YouTube, you could find tons of videos of people going backstage. I mean, pretty much. See, when I went to the food and wine, like I stuck a camera behind one of the blue things, and, and I sent you the picture of the freaking hallway going to like it was either cranium or body wash. The first one was going to like it's all there. Like, honestly, if you go down during, like, another festival, Greg, next year, like, you walk in and it's like you're transported back, you know, and that whole pavilion, one July pavilion's open. Yeah. Um, it, it, it doesn't surprise me. But where, so I just want to know, though, backstage, though, where was Buzzy located? Well, he was in the Cranium Command uh, show, attraction. So, where, like... Whereabouts is that showroom? I think it's on. I, I dude, I haven't been in that building in so long. Um, but it's in you know just like there's you know Body Wars, uh, Making Me Theater, and yeah. then there, there was Cranium Command was another one. You know, in that uh, along the outside of the of the building. But, yeah, like I said, man, it's. I don't think it was an inside job. I think someone just got back there. And yeah, I agree. But this is the first time, like, an an urban explorer went too far, or or whatever it is. Yeah, taking those pictures have gone too far. I mean, I guess it could have been a worker who was just like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I it's uh, the thing is, it's crazy. Is like, I wonder how long. You know, again, the police report said this is sometime in August, right? The story yes. just came out about this recently. Um, yeah. It's December. So, like, how long do you think it sat there before they realized there was stuff gone? That's what, I, that's what I'd love to know. Because I wonder if, I mean, think about it. If they're not going back, I mean... There's someone I forget who it was. I was someone on Twitter had today. I was reading that there was apparently other issues with Wonders Life Pavilion beyond this. That there's mold apparently all over the pavilion and in some of these attractions, and that it's unsafe. And there's there's signage on some of the doors like "Don't enter." It's unsafe. There's whatever. And Body Wars was you know one of them, and then Crane Command as well. So. People aren't probably going in there. I mean, and I mean, people mean, you know, cast members or you know anyone with with Imagineering or Disney or whatever. There's really no reason to go in there, right? 
There shouldn't be. I mean, so I bet, right? So I mean, I bet workers doing stuff, but or if they're using for storage or whatever. But like I said, there was a video uh, I found on YouTube, and I don't, I don't quote me on who the author was or when it was taken, but excuse me, but he pretty much got all the way back to the queue doors for body wars the first stage when you like enter to get into the ride vehicles kind of thing um wow so i mean people have gotten pretty deep inside of her again so to speak <laughs> um <laughs> so i mean it's cool it's cool i mean yeah you, i mean it's don't, cool to see don't get me wrong yeah i mean those attractions have been gone for you know a good amount of time now that oh a lot, yeah a lot of us and our memories serve us only so far, but it, it's kind of like a nice little blast of totally of past to kind of see, you know, oh shit, you know, like I, I remember these, I remember seeing these attractions on commercials and stuff, you know, totally. And I mean, what was the last time uh, before you was, oh gosh, I'm sorry, people, I'm falling asleep, or when was the last time that that attraction was open? When did that close? Um, when did they close? Early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Mid nineties. No, I think I want to say it was like early two thousands. It was early two thousands. Yeah. You know, a lot of things closed, like Horizons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. So anyway, we'll see what happens with this story. It's it just kind of interesting from a lot of in a lot of different perspectives. But what'll be really interesting is if whoever took them. Anonymously turns them in, maybe to Orange County sheriffs, or brings them back, or something, or you know what I mean. Like if they just found them in, in at what is Life Pavilion in a box or something, you know, or whatever, uh, or what happens, or if maybe they don't. In years from now, we see them on eBay for a few grand or something. Ken's story was on, of the Orlando Tourism Report, was on the West 2 News in Orlando. They did a story on it this past week as well. And he, they interviewed him as, like, you know, an expert in, in, the, in the themed entertainment industry in, in town. And uh, asked, they asked him, like, hey, why do you think someone would do this? Like, what, what's the motive? Whatever. And he, he said it, and I was like, that's perfect, because it's so true. Is He said that there is a... Um, there's a market for this stuff. People love retro Disney World. They love retro Epcot stuff. Uh, merchandise, pins, y- you know, any kind of uh, yeah. uh, memorabilia, souvenirs, anything, right? Um, and you and I, this week, we're looking at, you know, we were looking on eBay for just different retro Disney stuff and, and finding some really neat things. Um, that sometimes can be, you know, really cool in an old program or whatever that's, you know, 20 bucks. But sometimes there's some stuff on there that's like, maybe you found that like railroad spike from the, <laughs> from the Disney World Railroad that was like a few grand or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, so, or, uh, you know. Yeah, the other one I found too is, um, uh, you there? Yeah. Oh, sorry. The other one, I, the other one I found, uh. The other day is uh, a patch in the stall port. Yes, yeah, yeah, that was really cool. So, so you know, I mean, and look at that stuff. I mean, that's from the seventies, eighties, whatever. You know, it, it it'd be interesting to see if like 
this thing dies down and goes away, and then years from now, we just happen to see stuff pop up. But regardless, an interesting interesting story. Um, kind of sad that someone would do this, and, you know... I, Again, I think everyone we as as Disney fans, we all like to think about like how cool it is backstage and all this stuff, and sort of see behind the scenes of Disney World and what makes things tick and all that stuff. Um, and there's a lot of folks in the community that I, I shouldn't say a lot. There are some folks in the community that have done things like this, uh, that have gone backstage and have never touched anything, have never taken anything, have never broken anything. And so for someone to do it, um, and it's wrong, I mean, it's, it's trespassing and you're, it's, you know, breaking the rules of Disney and whatever. Um, but for someone to do this, you know, and steal something like that, it just is, it, it just sucks for, for everybody. So, um, hopefully they'll return it. Hopefully they'll make amends and this whole thing will, uh. It, we'll get it does, straightened out. But unfortunately, it's, it comes kind of unfortunately when people start going backstage. Like, you know, that's the that's the sucky part about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, the uh, videos are cool, but yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, another cool story. This one was uh, from a couple weeks ago, middle of this month. And uh, we we had posted on Twitter about this and had some conversation. Um, and Len Testa and Jim Hill actually both replied, replied and like liked it as well. But Disney purchased uh, almost a thousand acres of land out near Celebration, so like right off property, uh, for an amount of twenty three million million dollars just recently. This was like a few weeks ago. Um, apparently. Um, the, uh, the land is, is, is right in celebration when Disney developed, uh, parts of the property, obviously it's a swamp, right? We all know that a lot of it's wetlands and can't be built on, <clears throat> at least in its current state. So what they've done to kind of offset the, uh, environmental, I guess, uh, implications with building on wetlands and filling it in and, and all that kind of stuff is yeah. uh, acquired other land for kind of conservation and water management and uh, and use that as kind of an offset so that they can build more on property. <coughs> so it's likely that that's probably what this land's for, but it, it just, it was amazing uh, a thousand acres, and then I guess back in um, 2015, Disney also they bought 3,000 acres um, in Mir Largo, Florida. I, I think is the town, um, and they were going to restore that back to wetlands in exchange oh. for permission from the state to develop 575 acres of wetlands on property within the next 30 years of time time frame. So this is uh, this is this article was from blogmickey.com. They they uh, did a little story on this, but so pretty interesting. I, you know, again, just acquiring more and more land, it just makes you think, kind of armchair imagineering here. Um, like, geez, what could they do with with that much land? I mean, if they got, and who knows what the what the actual 
property deal would be for if they if they bought three thousand acres in exchange for five hundred seventy five acres of like buildable property on 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 Disney World property would a thousand acres get them two hundred acres on prop two hundred more acres you know or how much how much would that really mean so needless to say I think the coolest part of this story is. There's definitely some room for growth and things in the future that Disney has in the uh, in the plans. Yeah, I mean it's always a it's always a fun kind of story to to report on and, and kind of think about um, or have your own little rumors on what they'll do with uh, what was the acreage again or the how much land? It was a thousand acres. Okay, it, it, it where whereabouts on property would this be? Well, this the thousand acres is 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 a uh, undeveloped land they bought in celebration, so right right off okay. right off property, but yeah, you know again the thought is that they would buy this to offset building on wetland property within within right. Disney World, you know, uh, within the confines. That's the wetlands they can build on their own land, right? Something like that. Um, An offset, basically, yep. I, I think the, the whole wetlands thing is kind of, I mean, obviously you don't want to disturb nature. We've already done that too much, I can tell you that much. Um, but they do own that land, and it's still kind of funny that even though it's wetlands, like they just can't say, look, it's my property, I'm building. Um, but it'll be kind of cool to see what they do with that much land. Um, at some point, there's definitely going to be another gate added. And I think that's I think that's got to be the plan. Even though, you know, I love to be in those boardrooms, right? Like where they have these discussions, because there's got to have been talks about, you know, hey, could is, could we do a fifth gate? What what what's the next thing? I mean, you got Universal down the road making huge huge gains with, which will be now their I guess fourth park. Um, if you want to call, if you want to call, you know, the water park a theme park, but uh, you know, with the whole, uh, I guess it's gonna be called Universal's Fantastic Worlds. Apparently, is the new park. Yeah. And then part of it will be obviously the Nintendo Land we've heard we've heard so much about. Um, I guess they were even talking okay, about. Well, I, I guess they. Uh, so yeah, I guess they were even talking about adding on to Harry Potter over there, like a Fantastic Beasts yep. uh, edition. <clears throat> so, probably well, yeah. So you know, you got that going on. You, you got to think Disney. No. Disney's got something up their sleeve. Well, I'm saying, if they were to make a fifth land, what do you think they would do? I mean, they're pretty much migrating Star Wars into, and they're pretty much putting Marvel into. Epcot, which I agree. Even that but the whole you know master license agreement they can't they can't use anything um from most of the Marvel universe, right. east, east of Mississippi, they can use it, in, and that's why they're you know like they they rethemed the rock and roller coaster over in was Paris or whatever to 
uh, they're gonna, they're going to, to Iron Man, um, and then of, of course, like, California Adventure has all the Marvel stuff they've added on, and all that, but, so, so I, mean, I don't know, I, I mean, there's a, what, what, thematically, what could they do for a fifth gate? Yeah. I mean, there, there's always been the conceit of the, the Dark Kingdom, so, essentially a Magic Kingdom, but, but, like, where the villains live, and everything, um, I I actually posted this on Twitter earlier today, I think, or maybe yesterday. But what about doing something that's like a Toontown type thing, where they and they used to have Toontown in the Magic Kingdom, but yeah. that's just straight up like this is where Mickey and the gang like live and do their houses again and everything. But then also like the Muppets, like the Muppets could have a huge, you know, I mean they have a little Muppet courtyard at DHS, but that I mean that could easily go away too. So, I mean, could they do something where it's, like, all character-based? It's all the tunes live there, and it's, you know, this is, like, their uh, day-to-day lives, and they kind of work at the theme parks, and they go there to, like, hang out and stuff. But, like, <laughs> they live at this other new new park. And I don't know what kind of rides that would mean and all that stuff, but I don't know. I was just thinking more and more about it, and it's, like, wouldn't that be kind of cool instead of, you know, I mean, because what else would you do? I mean, you got, you know, you're right. They're investing in Star Wars and the DHS. They've already got Pixar over there as well. Um, there's always been this rumor of, well, Monsters, Inc. maybe would go on Sunset Boulevard and they're going to retheme a bunch of stuff over there. And <clears throat> so, you know, what, what's the, what else would there be really? Um, so that's one, that's one idea. And then obviously thrill rides. I mean, Disney World could always use more thrill rides, I think. Uh, fans, you know, yeah, goers want more thrill rides and, um. That's probably one of the biggest things people say are, you know, not enough thrill rides to be able to open a thrill park, but it would be cool, don't get me wrong, but I just, I can't see big roller coasters and stuff like that at Disney. I, it just doesn't... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You think of the dark ride, you know, the e-ticket, but like a dark ride. Yeah, yeah. You know. I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I, think a, I, think, I think a fifth gate will be needed, but I just don't see a, a positive land to make that yet. Right. But... Yeah, I'll be interested to see again, what, what happens. That, that issue of the overcrowding, which talking about earlier you know earlier uh, in the show and yeah like the crowds are outrageous so at some point they're gonna have to expand everything to hold the capacity if they're not gonna do nothing about the crowds right right Um, and like we were saying earlier you know more and more hotels at at what point does it become like how many hotels can we really (laughs) do we really need or can sustain and where where are these people gonna go I mean, you know, even Disney Springs um, is getting kind of crazy, you know, and they just finished, basically just finished that. But this, it's, it at times gets gets super crowded there and it's tough to even walk and get around. So it's, it's yeah, a whole... Yeah, some of the pictures I saw even tonight were just like, holy shit. Oh, like, my God. I mean, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday Night Special. Ugh. Um, like, I, I 
I couldn't take it. I mean, no. shoulder to shoulder, butt cheek to butt cheek, like no. It's it, in my opinion, the going in to Disney World in December is not worth it. It's just not like I like you know people are like oh it's nice to see the decorations and stuff but like this no. just not yeah it's not fun you're right it's just not fun anymore like it becomes more of a forget you're in that bubble when you're when you're just you're tired because you haven't moved in forty five minutes right right so yeah I, I I don't know I agree hey one last story before we wrap things up tonight and uh, yeah this is a good one I know right up your alley you'll love all the transportation. <laughs> talk and, and theories and, and rumors and stuff. High-speed rail, possibly making a stop at Disney World, and this is from the Orlando Business Journal, but I know it was widely reported, and this one's going back uh, to the beginning of December, but the train line called Bright Line, which um, is is uh, being taken over by Virgin, uh, Virgin Group, um, you know, Sir Richard Branson's travel and hospitality company, He'll he'll be uh, managing it under uh, Virgin Trains USA starting uh, this next year in 2019. So Virgin Trains USA will um, uh, is just kind of developing with the Florida Department of Transportation to um, expand their passenger rail service. So this is the rail line that goes from Miami to uh, West Palm Beach and. They want to expand it up the coast to stop in Juniper, uh, Jupiter, sorry, Stewart, uh, Vero Beach, Melbourne, and then up to like, uh, you know, Coco, uh, Cape Canaveral area, I guess. <clears throat> and then from there, go in, inland to MCO. So it would go to um, Orlando International, and then from MCO, go basically down I 4 to. Disney World, and then over to Tampa. And this is a map that, um, I guess, FDOT gave to, um, or Brightline came up with anyway, um, about their current and future stops. And then this, I guess, again, this sort of um, future, you know, these future stations, two of the future stations they had marked off was Disney. It literally just says Disney in, in Tampa. So, um, you know, really, really interesting that uh, they could potentially, and this was, again, the map was a um, an SEC filing, the Federal Securities and Exchange Commission, um, that, uh, um, you know, that, di- uh, that was, uh, was, was submitted. So, Disney hasn't made any comment on the project. Um, Orlando and Tampa are definitely, you know, part of part of the the stops that they're gonna going to have, um, and apparently, I guess this is going to be starting in twenty twenty one. They want to have that connection, so it would be really cool to see, you know, high speed train station at at Disney World. Um, and apparently, and this is in this article as well, it says Brightline is not the first train station propo- uh, to propose a Disney World station. Or, or, excuse me, first train line or rail line. Uh, the proposed Los Angeles-based Virgin Hyperloop 1 tr- uh, tube train, a concept from Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk, 
um, proposed a Disney stop as one of its uh, first destinations on its 257-mile route from Orlando to Miami. Uh, recent proposals have the project going directly from uh, Orlando International to Miami in the Miami Intermodal Center without a stop at Disney on the map route. So, uh, and then of course, remember, uh, Mike, a couple of years ago, there was that big, big story about, uh, maglev, the maglev train they were going to yep. do. Yep. So, uh, that's a, the Georgia based company, American maglev technologies, Inc. Well, they also presented a potential stop at Disney during a future phase on its once proposed $400 million maglev elevated magnetic levitation passenger train system, which would have connected, um, OIA to Orange County Convention Center. And uh, and Disney as well. So, really interesting. Uh, the, really this interesting. Will, hold on for a second here. But um, this will happen because uh, it's on its way to Tampa. So, um, right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. No. They, uh, if they get France the money to do it, it's it's. I mean, you're right. But, they're gonna ha- they're gonna go right to Tampa. Like, there's no reason why not to to put something so, in between. Um, Virgin trains. Or Branson's trains, as they like to call them, run pretty regularly over in Europe, in uh, London, and they serve rail lines over London. So Virgin Trains isn't new; it's it's fairly older over in Europe. It'll be newer here. Um, the train train line now is really nice from Miami to I forget how far it goes up, um, but it's it's really it's really nice. It's fa- uh, I mean, it can only go as fast as it can go because it's it's it it's it's failing in its own way because that line is really needed to be on um like a northeast corridor we have up here where you don't hit it's it's raised track bed so you don't hit um um what you call it's uh, uh grade crossings or anything like that so it can fly because those trains those can trains can get up to the mid to high hundreds and you know, they can't really go much over 100 right now because of the grade crossings in some places. Right, right. Um, so, but if you just YouTube it, Greg, or, and everybody listening with the bright lines, look at, you'll find some people written on them and stuff like that, and it's they're pretty amazing. Um, but they're going to, they'll definitely continue that up and make the terminus, or one of the terminus, Orlando. I mean, Orlando's the biggest airport outside of Miami. Um, they, you have, all the three big theme parks there, SeaWorld, Universal, and Disney. Um, do I see them getting to Disney anytime in the next five years, six years? No, I don't think so. I think the farthest they'll get is OIA to start with. Um, and then it'll start the logistics of getting it into Disney without um, disrupting people's lives and 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 how and where to put a station on a property is is tough um you know pe- there's there's rumors someone that they'd put a station um somewhere near disney springs and make that kind of like all the buses run to there and coach but everything runs like disney springs so let's build a you know a 1930s looking station there yeah. um yep th- there's been rumors of that they'll you know they'll throw they'll make it just kind of a they uh, they wouldn't throw it at the TTC, but some 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 kind of like transportation center like that, a little bit up into the property. Um, right, right. But 
you know, just to make it easier to spend a day at the park or whatever like that. But, you know, I mean, I, I, mean, I could be wrong. You know, they, they, it's really not train technology at this point. It's track technology. It's just out of laying track and, the, you know, the fastest way to point A and B is a straight line. Well, that's with title, you know, Florida being underneath the title range and, and water, it, it just it's 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 a mess to to lay new bed in Florida. Oh sure, and that's what they would have to do. Yeah. And so yeah, I it, trust me, it would be it, it it would it would be awesome. I think I think the one that's going to do it before Brightline is going to be Sunrail. Um, I think once the, the spur to the Orlando Airport's already made, basically it's just they need to tie it in, and once the new terminals made. Um, I, I think Sunrail will get to Hawaii pretty quick. As far as I mean, I, I think like on their agenda at one point they wanted to get it down to Disney and Celebration and Kissimmee that area. Right, right. Um, one the one eighty two corridor, tri- yeah, yeah, or Tri Station. Yep. Through all that, um, right. but even they said it's 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 just finding and making a rail bed. Well, the right away, the right aways, right on property yeah, to the, get the to get there. Trying to make make that through people's properties and stuff like that. Sure. They, can, they could probably find some old freight line and stuff like that, but it may take them a while to let them. I don't know. It, it's it, it's it's needed. I, it, tell you the truth, the, the best thing they ever had, um, beside Magical Express, I go back to is the stall port again. Um, if you if you read people who have flown into the stall port from Hawaii when they had it, it was pretty nifty. Like, I mean, it's like a 15 minute flight. If that, that, and that, that included boarding time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, you're up and you're down. Yeah. Yeah. And, but and if you think about that, what that would nowadays, what that would open up, I mean, yeah, FAA may have a little problem with the monorail being too close, but there's again, tons of land. You can build another one. Then all of a sudden, you could build one that goes from Disney. All right, so Stallport, the short takeoff and landing. So we're talking about some Piper Saratogas or some Cub Scouts or some specially nowadays. I mean, you see those pictures of those old, like, stall airplanes. Now, they're going to be a lot nicer and bigger that probably carry 30, 40 people. You know. It, yeah. it, does that carry a lot? Well, no, but it'll. You put a lot of them out there. It will, you know. Right. right. So to get from OIA to to um, to get to, uh, to get from MCO to Disney right now is what maybe twenty five thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, with traffic really and stuff. Yep. So Stallport, it's like really a ten minute flight, fifteen minutes of everything up. You know, then you can, so you can go from MCO to Disney. Then you can start expanding it out. You can go to Dis- Disney to Miami International. You can go to Disney well, to Tampa, Disney over to Vero Beach. You know what I mean? And yeah. you can expand that resort. Yep. So, I mean, there's just the Stallport. I love trains. You know I love trains. You know my, my, my goal in life is to be a conductor someday. Um, either by flight or by train, Central Florida there needs to be like just basically a line that goes from literally goes from Tampa, Kissimmee, Disney, MCO, Faro Beach, Space Coast. There's just just one rail line. That's 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 really what I can almost envision Virgin doing with this line is making 
instead of making a loop, making it from Miami all the way up to, say, Cocoa Beach area or uh, Cape Canaveral area, ending the line there for the southbound trains, southbound, northbound trains, and then from there going east-west trains to Tampa. Yeah, yeah. You know, but... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, man. I mean, it's a it, 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 and the Stolport thing. I mean, it, it, you must wonder why they didn't, never did um, any more investment with. And I know, yeah, Magic Express works and whatever, and you have the international airport and everything. But it's surprising they never did anything between OIA and Disney with like high speed helicopter or something for a price. Well, nine eleven took a lot. Took a lot of air traffic out of the air. You're right. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I I also know going way back there was they actually had in Anaheim for Disneyland when it opened. I think when it opened, I think they had um they had helicopter transport between the airport in the Orange County airport down there, John Wayne or whatever it's called, and yep. I don't I, maybe from LAX too, or one of the two. And the resort, and there was they had crashes. They had actually two fatal crashes, and that oh, was the end that's... of it. So that could be why. <laughs> but well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Now I mean, that was in the fifth. That was in the fifties. And... Unfortunately, a lot of things crashed back then. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing, the thing, the thing with that is, it's just the FAA and the NTSB would all get involved in not the NTSB, but the FAA would get involved with setting parameters and stuff like that. And I mean, you, you couldn't, you'd have to, you'd have to buy one of those bigger business seat helicopters that, that would fit 30 to 40 people. Cause they, they have any, oh, yeah. that. It's, it's, yeah. you know, you're just spitting in the wind at that, you know, you're spitting in the wind while going 50 down the highway and the wind's going back in your face. That's kind of what you would be doing. And it would be more of a novelty thing again. Um, but again, something like that with the crowds, the way they are, yeah, I don't know. You know, yeah. And going back to that original discussion before it closed out here, like, what do you what do you think the best way to cap these crowds are? And then then I'll kind of chime in. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a combination of because right, none of us want the ticket prices to go up anymore. But that's what's going to happen. It's going to have to happen. I think until. People are, and this is sad, but people are going to be priced out of going to Disney World. Families are going to be priced out of going to Walt Disney World. So well, there you are. There you are. But I mean, I think it's going to get much worse. I think. I, I think they're going to. The prices aren't going to. I don't think raising the prices. Oh, go ahead. I'll, I'll. I'll expand in a minute. No, I. I. I think it will deter folks from coming, at least frequently. You know, I don't think you're going to see the multiple trips a year kind of thing for the family of four or five or whatever. Um, like someone in my in my position, you know, we would love to go more than once or twice a year, but, you know, between flights and whatever else, and, and then, yeah, and on the tickets, it's like, forget it. So that's one thing that's going to happen, which is going to suck for a lot of people, but Disney's going to make money still. It's going to help to artificially deflate the capacity, you know, the crowds. And, um, you know, and then I think on top of it, it's going to be, I I don't know. I think, I think the, I think the, um, um, 
you know, a blackout. So maybe, maybe annual pass holders, maybe it's Florida residents. I know it's not going to be popular, but maybe there is more blackout dates where it kind of controls the, the crowd. Um, I don't know if they could put a number on, I mean, they do have capacities for each park, but like, let's be real. When, when, once they get to that, it's like, you know, you're, you're walking a step every minute. <laughs> sardines in a can at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, at what point becomes comfortable, you can still get on five to six rides during your day. You know, I don't know. What's your thoughts? Well, from a business and hospitality standpoint, they can raise prices all they want. People are going to pay them. They're already doing it now. You know, you can make tickets $500 for two days. They'll pay them. I disagree. I disagree. I think think it's going to hit a point where if it got to that, you would see people not go. And Disney won't do that. They're not gonna. They're not gonna screw with prices because that's gonna cut their bottom line. They're a business. They're they're a business thing. And, and Pete Warner out of the disc says it all the time. It's a business. And I agree with them a hundred percent. So they're not gonna do that. You're never gonna see that. If the only way to to cap this off is is one cut down on the damn DVCs because everybody's just buying into these DVCs. Yeah. Or or make it all DVC. That would cap, that would cap. I can't afford it. So if the only way you can stay on property now is DVC, that would cap it. Well, I mean, that, that's that's but, that's ridiculous. So, that that'll never happen. But right. I well, you what, know what though? I wouldn't say never. Look at all the DVCs they're putting up now. No, because it's because they print money. They print money with the DVCs. That's why. You know, I I think the I think yep. one of one of the things that we're gonna see happen, and this is gonna be soon, is fast passes. I think. I think the the. Um, Fast passes are going to be paid for. I think they're going to start charging for fast passes. It's not going to be free anymore. It's not going to be just part of your, you know, ticket. I don't think the, you know, stand on property and oh, you can book fast passes sixty days in advance and or one hundred and you know eighty days for whatever it is for you know dine reservations and all that crap. I don't think that's going to matter. It doesn't matter now. I don't think it's a big enough. It's a not a big Fast enough draw. Fast passes don't even work now. Fast passes don't even. No, worth it. I agree. There, so I, it doesn't. We, we it, doesn't line, ma- it doesn't matter. I, I was in a few lines where the fast pass line was way longer than the standby line, and it's just silly. It's like, and these are like you know e ticket attractions like Jungle Cruise. Well, see, that's the problem. They they have they have to have a a new ticketing. If they're gonna cap crowds, they have to have a new ticketing way of ticketing like they have to have a way of capping at the tickets it's the only way they're going to do sell x amount of tickets per day for a mission that's how they have to do it you know what i mean like if you're going to go for a week let's just random week in july or something like that right okay you can pretty much say i want a four-day park hopper you're going to get that four-day park hopper right no matter how big or big the crowds are they need to have a new ticketing system that, okay, I know I want four days, but guess what? On that Wednesday, that park is going to be to a capacity where you're going to be a sardine. So Disney is going to be like, no more tickets are going to be sold. Simple as that. They have to look in the future. They can't just the day of be like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, parks are capacity. You can't show up. It does nothing. Start at the root. Start at the root. You say, oh, these are e-ticket attractions. I hate to tell you, wake it up. There is no, nothing 
called an e-ticket attraction anymore. There's no ticket books. There's nothing. It's all just one free fall of just buy how many days you want and show up. Maybe the and they're not going to stop people from coming in. They all parks at capacity. Parks at capacity. They don't know when people. I mean, you know what I mean. Like they're just. It, it's got to start with the ticketing. It's got to start yeah. before the guests get there. It has to. That's the only way they're going to be able to cap this. Like this busy time of the season, they should say, "Look, there is X amount of tickets every day to come in. We don't want more than five thousand. Or I don't. Don't get me wrong. I know they can put tons of people in that park, but say like they don't want no more than twelve thousand people in the park or something like that a day. That kind of stuff. I mean, I know it sucks and it may cut some of their bottom line, but at the same point more people are going to be apt it's going to create more hype and in that case they can raise prices if they want yeah you know what i mean yeah it's I, got, I, I, I agree with that way, the only way to curve that is to start with tickets of emission that it, it's the only way because it doesn't what are you gonna do build more land what's that gonna do nothing because they're gonna build more hotels to get more people in to fill that land up and then you have an you have a you know situation like you went through with you know the recession in the early you know, after nine eleven, right? Where until yep. two thousand seven or eight, or actually probably even further than that, they were they were they were shutting hotels down or half of hotels down because they just people weren't showing up. So, God forbid, do we ever have another downturn like that where the economy's in the tank, people aren't showing up, I and mean, the economy's pretty good right now. People have disposable okay. income; they're showing up. Um, so that's part of it too, and I think we probably aren't given enough credit to. Is that it? Right. It wasn't always this way because the economy wasn't always this good and like this, and people going on vacations and whatever. So, uh, you know, I think it it'll ebb and flow for sure. It, Disney's gonna it's gonna get better when there's more stuff to. And this is there's another thing I want to touch on before we wrap up too. Um, but once Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens, once you know everything is up and running, I think after the fiftieth. In uh, yeah. it, after the fiftieth in twenty twenty one, I think things are going to get back to a normal kind of pace too, because I think there's a lot of stuff gearing up for that. That's going to help with crowd capacity and all that stuff too. So um, but, maybe I don't think the crowds are going to stop. No, I mean it's going <laughs> to like certain capping tickets. Yeah. So one one last thing I wanted to touch on really quick, and this has to do with crowds also, but yeah, you're doing a lot of touching right now. I know, I know. <laughs> Two twenty in the morning right now. <laughs> no. So Toy Story Land, right? Yeah. Y- you did you get to check it out? I forget when you you were the, you you guys went yep. there, right? Yeah, it was only open a couple of weeks after we went down, I think. And how was the crowd? Because we went down. When are we? When, when the hell did we go down? First week of October. Um, the crowds are horrible. Yeah, um, and they were horrible when I was there too. And it's I get it. It's brand new, but there's marketing for the thing. Everywhere you go, there's billboards, there's, you know, wraps in the elevators in every hotel, there's yeah. posters and banners and clings on the floor. I don't know and stuff they do. I mean, every, it's everywhere. For essentially a mini land in DHS that's not even, I mean, it's really like two rides. That land is. I think it should be best, twice as big as best. it should be. Well, I think that land is the best example of the current uh, the current mindset of Parks Division yeah. of Disney. 
because you have a land that had really good potential and it do, it's very well designed. I think the sets and props are freaking awesome. Oh, you know, the theming's it's um, it did you know, an awesome job. Especially at night. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. But here's my deal. You you walk 25, 30 feet in, you make in and you first see it and you're immersed in it and then you make that little bit of a jaunt left to get towards the spinners. Yep. And the Toy Story Mania. And what do you see? Lines? Nope. You you you're you're walking oh, oh, and you're looking oh. at there. What do you see? Store the Galaxy's Edge. All I see is Star Wars. Yeah. I see the mountain ranges. You know You see the black <laughs> the black spires, yeah, yeah. The black spires, you know you're gonna start seeing firework shows and laser shows and stuff like that, and hearing it and the explosions. The immersion, the best thing about going to Disney World is the immersion that Walt wanted to put into every every land. You know, you, you see it in almost every park. You see it in, in Epcot and Magic Kingdom, of course, the most. Um, Magic Kingdom, you, you transfer from Tomorrowland into Fantasyland or Fantasyland into like Goofy Circus Land. Like there's a there's there's a there's transition buildings and pieces in place where. It, it kind of blocks out sound and experiences of like that. Length. Well, in the in the sight lines, right? The sight lines, right, like you're exactly. saying, so, and, and that's that's my biggest thing too. Is sight lines? It, they've given up on them for most. You know, I mean, <laughs> so I, they've really just given up on them. To be honest with you, with that with the Guardians of the Galaxy crap building, uh, you know, yeah, sight lines are dead. But going back to the thing is. That is the mindset because th- there's no attempt at that. Like, could you just like put a wall or more bushes or, or more trees or something to try to block that? Like, right? You know, it, it's supposed to be like Andy's land because they could they could have made like a log cabin sign or a log cabin or like the Lincoln logs that are kind of blocking it. You know what I mean? Something creative other than just. Like, well, here's Toy Story Land, but if I take two steps in here, I'm in a galaxy far, far away. So, I do, I give you that. Um, so, I think it's going to get better, though, once, once construction's done. I think there's, there, if you look at that, like, there's kind of a hill that goes up there, and I think they're going to put trees, like, big trees there, eventually, to block, so that when they grow, it'll block out galaxy's edge so there will be a there will be some kind of division between a little bit of a barrier between the two um i think that i think you got to give him time on that but i agree with you i think there is i mean look at the freaking look at the the uh we're gonna get way off the rails here but look at the uh the skyliner project i mean you talk about (laughs) abandoning you know the sight lines and all that stuff. You're gonna be flying over the top of, of of backstage areas and nasty roofs and of the buildings oh, yeah. and all that's crap. Uh, like, mean, you know, Skyliner's a story for another day. But I mean, honestly, like with the Skyliner, the biggest thing is is something's definitely needed to get those lower, you know, the the southern hotels that I like to call my property to get them to the parks a lot better yeah. than just the buses. No, it's, it's going to transform. I am ex- I am like, I'm actually really excited for 2019 yeah. because of the I'm Skyliners to see, to see what happens. To see the, 
yeah, I'm excited to see the failures <laughs> and how they're gonna, and how they're going to actually like resolve them. Yeah, I mean to have gondolas that have no AC. I know. Are, I know. Like, oh well, you're I high know. enough. Bullshit. Yeah. No offense, but it's Florida. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it, look at the monorails. I know they're old, but the monorails still had problems, and they were new. Where the where the Reedy Creek Fire Department has to put up a ladder to get people out. Could you could you just imagine being on a gondola? I know these things are new, and you don't feel them, whatever like that. Being on the gondola, gondola is in a rainstorm with some wind, just friggin' hanging five hundred feet up, or how much feet up in the air. Well, I mean, imagine imagine waiting for Reedy Creek to come get you. And imagine too when you're in that position over water, because if you imagine just being in that, imagine them just having to stop the ride. Or stop the stop it for a second to like load a handicapped person, which is fine. Or that's not going to happen. That, or or they have to stop it to just kind of it's there's just a lot of people at the park. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because again, going back to the capping thing, and, and it's just there's a lot of people, so it's just things happen. You have to stop the ride. Just imagine it being August, and you're just stuck in there with people. Oh yeah, floating in there. So these are the things I can't wait to see how they resolve, and that's what I'm more excited to see, so to speak. Yeah, it'll be it'll be cool. I mean, I think it's supposed to be a, a fast trip too. Like they said, like three and a half minutes or something like that from like that. the southern point, like from because uh, where's it? Where's the southern point? The that pops entry in, in Art of Animation yeah. all the way up yeah, up through Caribbean to a, yeah to Epcot or to DHS. So I, yeah. I mean, I think it'll be really cool though. I think it's going to transform those resorts for sure. And moving to the theme parks and, and kind of, I think we're, when you're going to be there as a guest, it'll make you have a different um, kind of feeling and view of like, oh, geez, I could be at Epcot for dinner tonight in, you know, 10 minutes instead of the half hour or 40 minutes it's going to take me on the bus and I got to do this and I got to walk to the thing. I mean... You know, I think one of the things they're going to need to figure out, and it's going to be a pain point, will be once the parks close, especially, I get into Hollywood Studios, but especially Epcot. I think it's a it's a kind of a tight space where they put that, uh, where they put the um, station there, you know what I mean? And you, you figure when when uh, when fireworks end, right, the end, the end of the night, I mean, there's a lot of people that are pouring out of the park, so it'll be interesting to see what happens but um absolutely anyway man i'm excited for 2019 i think it's been a good year i'm glad we got this show in finally yeah Uh, man thank you all for listening and for for tuning in as always and uh mike any last uh remarks um no no it's 228 in the morning and we've been on it for more than an hour like we said we were gonna (laughs) um it it was fun. It was fun. It's good to good to be back on with you, and I hope everybody definitely enjoys this uh, this this uh, show. And I'm sure we'll have another one in the next year uh, to uh, complement this one. Absolutely, and hope everyone had a and is having a happy holiday season and season's greetings to everyone. And happy yeah, happy new year, happy new year, and um, get your ears on and have a magical night. And we'll see you next time, folks. See you.